0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: T.J. Morris, returning to live T.J. Morris ET Radio, thanks to American Communications Online, and I need a sound check, so we're going to have to do that with Bill M. Tracer returning tonight. Bill M. Tracer, can you hear me?
2: Yes, I can. Can you hear me?
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. I have a lot of sound behind me. I've got a fan on right here next to me. Can you hear it? Or does it sound fine?
2: Actually, sound quite fine. I don't, I don't really hear the fan.
1: Okay, great. Now that way, I can leave it on because my daughter has leukemia, and it's very cold, and it's very hot in here. Welcome everybody from Gulf Breeze, Florida, in the United States of America. I have Bill M. Tracer, famous author of "Will the Internet Achieve Sentience." I think he's one of the first to come up with that. Uh, He could tell us about it, and he's also a rogue philosopher returning with us for a weekly show on Saturday. We began back in June 2012, and I think he came on in 2013, but he was listening to a Saturday night show. And he became such a regular, I had to ask him to come on board. So he has since written at least two books. I'm very excited to have him introduce himself about uh, The Open Walk, Blending Science with Our Spiritual Quest. And, I, uh, Tom, uh, Bill, let me just real quickly thank Tommy Morris for Tommy Mar- Yeah, gosh, he's passed over. Yeah, Tom, hi. Uh, it's, it's your wife from the planet. I met uh, Tommy Hawksblood for keeping... Uh, this show going for the last five or six months in 2018. So all you listeners out there that are used to hearing uh, about Tommy Hawk's blood, Tommy is going to have his own shows again, I believe, on another channel, or he may be coming back here from time to time. But uh, back to you, Bill M. Tracer uh, is going to do Saturdays again, 8 Eastern, 7 Central. So, Bill M. Tracer, why don't you introduce yourself, and then let's talk about what you have planned for us as a co-host for The Opened Walk tonight. So I'm going to let you have the floor. Go ahead.
2: All right. The Opened Walk is uh, my most recent book. <clears throat> I have two non non-fiction books that I've written. Like you mentioned the Will the Internet Achieve Sentience? And then also now The Opened Walk, Blending Science with Our Spiritual Quest. I also have a couple of uh, fiction as well. Um, then one of those, I think is called... Uh, uh, what are they? Uh, yes, to Mars to stay, to Mars to die. That's a fictional story about uh, our future quest to get to Mars. And then um, the, um, oh, what is that other one called? That's uh, a time travel story. The other one is... Uh, um, Was it to do with
1: the... Uh I Woodstock. remember back in the 60s, Woodstock, yeah.
2: It was tri- tripping on Woodstock. That's that's the title of it.
1: <laughs>
2: and, yeah, um, I just remembered. Yeah, that's a main main character comes from our present day basically and you could say he's kind of kidnapped by a rogue time traveler who takes him back to Woodstock and then he has the full Woodstock experience and um which includes all the stuff that happened there, you know all three of the big, the big three things of Woodstock sex drugs and rock and roll so uh, he he got involved in all that ultimately plus he also had the uh the privilege of of kind of uh, becoming introduced to like a subculture of time travelers you know i kind of played with this idea that uh time travelers have like certain Certain things, certain events in history that they're very attracted to, and uh, we call those touchstone events. Woodstock is one of those. So uh, there were a lot of lot of time travelers there at Woodstock, and he got to meet a bunch of them. And uh, it, it's a fun story. It's it's a, it's a romp, you know. And like the title, you know, tripping on Woodstock. It's 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 a lighthearted kind of look at it, you know. uh, But anyway, that's that one, that's the fiction, and and like I say, my most recent is this non-fiction book, The The Opened Walk, and it's a look at spirituality, and uh, and like I say in the subtitle, Blending Science with Our Spiritual Quests, I take the idea or the premise that uh, science and religion or spirituality really don't need to be at odds with each other a lot of people seem to think that they are but you know they don't have to be and uh and when when you do blend them and kind of find that common ground then um uh, then you find that they really enhance each other and not uh and not the other way around not uh not at conflict so that's where i'm going with that in, in that particular book and it's a uh, a lot of re- years of research involved here. Uh, initially, I, I, I was just doing a comparative religion study, and as uh, I did more and more of that, I started finding those things that, that that are in common between various religions of the world and various spiritual approaches. And uh, and the more I looked at that, the more uh, the more I found, you know, there's there's some important ideas here that just need to be kind of examined and analyzed and and so i took that like i say from a scientific approach that kind of analytical approach and um and started writing then you know i met you and started uh coming on your show a lot and we we had a lot of discussions about these these different things relating to uh, comparative religion and comparative philosophies and spiritual thoughts and metaphysics and all that and the more we discussed the the more ideas came to me and I came to realize you know well there's a lot here that just needs to go into a book and so the open walk kind of emerged out of a combination of my own comparative religion studies and our discussions on air and and then even ultimately uh, other folks that I have interacted with over the years so uh, it just all sort of sort of gelling, and, uh, and the open walk came out of that.
1: Great. Am I, am I bothering you in the chat room?
2: <laughs> can you see it?
0: You're you busy. Touch, can you see it? <laughs> <the? laughs>
1: All right, folks. We do uh, want to invite you back to Blog Talk Radio, T.J. Mars E.T. Radio, Bill M. Tracer, and myself, Teresa J. Mars says. Uh, we are glad to be back and uh we do have the chat room open and uh you know it's saturday night here on the planet at least where i am it's later if i I was talking to some guys in uk thank you all in the uk listening to us we have a lot of fans even though it's late there uh bill we are the midnight show (laughs) in the uk so uh we have listeners over there we have some facebook friends and uh I guess. Now, Bill is sort of in the blind, so if you want to, you'll have to get in the chat room. And I don't even know how to do that anymore, but uh, Bill, do you know how you got into the chat room? Because you got in from the outside looking in tonight. So tell us, uh, how do you get into the chat room? I can't. Well, I, I'm doing it on the back side or on the inside developer side. So how did you get into a chat room?
2: Well, once you go to the, the actual page where your show is, you know being broadcast from um it it offers it up uh, now I had to had to click a little button that said you know to activate the, I think Adobe Flash or something like that, but once I clicked that little button then it just started it right up and there's
1: the live really? right
2: me. yeah
1: on the same page that you're on when you when you see it on the uh blog talk link
2: uh-huh, that's right, it's on that very same it page is- you can not scroll right. down a little way, right. and then there it is. You know, it's just it's right there on that page.
3: So, Wonderful. Yeah,
2: right? We, you and I are the only ones in the room at the moment. But, uh, yeah. But I hope by the time <laughs> we get really going here, we'll get some more people in there. That'll be good.
1: Well, at least we have it for for a long time. We we didn't we don't have people we can go to in the developing radio business uh, on the weekend. There, you have to let them know. There used to be that way but technology technology's come a long way and pretty much you have to pretty much know what you're doing these days and, and to get the chat room have your uh airways clean and everything all your browsers clean and all that and then you get into the to the operating system and I'm I'm here folks but our guest call in tonight is three four seven nine four five seven two zero seven. 7207 that hasn't changed uh... since i began this in june of twenty twelve so um, some of you may be our old timers that have that number in your phone so uh... please we welcome everyone back that can hear us and uh... for all those that listen to us in the archive i will be coming back and doing readings for all you in the spiritual world that uh, like our counseling and reading and if you would uh... we have uh... the tj marsh radio uh... and tj marsh et radio Websites out there, so I'll hopefully start posting all that. Bill M. Tracer, now Bill, this at the beginning here. Uh, give them your where they can find you, uh, and uh, you could We can use Facebook, and Zazzle, and Amazon, and uh, I'll make sure I get a page up on my websites with your links on it. But for right now, go ahead and share how they might find you on Facebook.
2: Okay, on Facebook, you know, you, you if you go to a the facebook just like the main page and you do a search you just search on my name bill m tracer put a little period after that m that's my middle initial bill m tracer and that'll find me also uh, you know, the regular facebook.com website slash bill m tracer in that case it's all together and there is no period after the m you, know, if you If you actually go into the actual link, the https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash Bill M. Tracer, all run together there in that case. I, I'm going to put that link also right now in the chat room, the, the Facebook link. So when people, it, it, when and if people get into the chat room, they'll see my Facebook link. Also, I, um, well, that's a really long link. At Amazon, if you go to Amazon, and again they have an author search, or you can do an author search. If you just search on my name, Bill M. Tracer, and it will show you everything I've got published there at Amazon. Uh, it's like a, a little page, special page for that that shows all of my stuff. And uh, the Open Walk is there as well as the ones I mentioned before, Tripping on Woodstock and uh, To Mars to Stay, Tomorrow's to Die. And, of course uh, will the Internet of Chiefs Indians down at the bottom of the list because that was the first thing I actually published back in two thousand and fourteen that it's a small book, but it uh, it's packed with a lot of information and it's got a, uh, a very large bibliography references section as well. I like when I, when I do my my nonfiction books i I am heavy on on making sure to cite all my sources that's that to me is a really important thing to do you know people like to know where you're getting your information from so my references bibliography section is a large part of the book and it it has a lot of links in there to various pages as well as uh information about different uh physical books you know if you want to you want to actually go to the library and and read a book instead of doing it online then, then there's references for that too so, uh, either way. And in the open walk, I've got a lot of references there. In fact, it's an even larger references bibliography section in that book. Again, like I say, it's, I think it's important to cite your sources so that people know you're not just uh, you're not just pulling it out of the air, you know, and saying, oh, oh, this is a fact, when you don't really know it is. But you cite your sources, then people know you're serious about it. So that, I think, is real important. So, anyway, so you
1: figure. write a book based on research, but this open walk, you also have a chat room or a Facebook, or do you moderate a group, or tell us, uh, because you have Bill and Tracer, as I have Teresa J. Morris or T.J. Thurman Morris. But we're we're creating this open walk based on your history and this radio show and meeting me and inviting me over to Mid South Con and us getting to be on panels together. We've got we've got a little bit of a history and on YouTube there's a your artwork that I presented. It's one of the very few YouTube's I made over the years was because of you. So I owe you a lot of credit for Getting me to get to know your fractal artwork, and I would like to mention that Bill did the uh, before my husband died. He got to speak with him on some radio shows, and uh, he gave us permission to use his beautiful artwork with a, I guess a pastel, a purple, and uh, I'm very, I shouldn't know all the colors, but I've been out of art for a long, long time. But and, and I have been an artist in a way, but uh, for taken up. Bill, that that beautiful artwork. So you're an author and an artist. And uh, give people, you grew up in Memphis. Let's go back to you. But okay. uh, I guess I did ask you to give them the Open Walk group, and then we can go into your history. And let's get a little bit of who you are. But real quick, the Open Walk uh Let's get that open Facebook is a group or what What is
2: that Yeah yeah, I do have a group at Facebook about the book And you know I've I've got a few quotes From the book there At the the Open Walk uh, uh, Facebook group I just sent that link To the chat room as well Um, That's Among the Facebook groups If you just you know again If you just go to the uh, Facebook groups and they have, like, where you can search through the groups. Type in The Opened Walk. Be sure to put that E-D on that open. It's opened. <laughs> so The Opened Walk. You do a search on that, you'll you'll find it immediately. I think it'll be actually the first thing that'll pop up. So. Uh,
1: well, let's so see if we can't grow find. that I'm, on Saturday nights, folks. And I'm going to help my administrator, Chant Hannah, for the UFO Secret Space Group, which is one of our larger ones. And we'll have a UFO secret space night on radio when I can get with Chant. She's got uh, she's doing this week the UFO NN their network news that's on uh, YouTube. But uh, Bill is uh, agreed to join me, and we're going to try to figure out how to. How, this will be on YouTube, by the way, so you'll be able to look it up. It'll go to American Communications on or ACO. American Communications, right, Bill? Uh, at least you'll be able to hear it on YouTube anyway. And we will grow and put our faces live in the future. But we're just getting into that TV stuff, Bill. So uh, you found it, though, didn't you? Was it ACO, American Communications Online, where you uh, Blog Talk sends it out to Stitcher, and then I have to pay a monthly dues on Spreaker, and then Spreaker – puts up on YouTube, so a lot of things are done for me due to money, okay, you pay money and things happen, voila, voila, (laughs) so, uh, but you had to, I I, uh, don't know all the details, I am a developer and I do this radio show and have business 2012, but folks, we're moving so fast, Will the Internet Achieve Sentience was a book that came about while Bill was coming here, but uh Anyway, ACO, American Communications Online, is apparently going to be a channel that we're developing. And Tommy has been holding space for us for six months with his uh, spiritual sermons. So that's all you'll see for five or six months on that channel. But uh, you did find it, Bill, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it so, right now.
2: It's called, like you said, it's ACO, American Communications Online. That's the full title of the channel. And yes, there is a whole lot of stuff for the stuff for that Tommy's been doing for the last few months, and uh, it, it breaks up an episode into parts. Typically, it looks like about seven parts to an episode, so uh, they're about 15 minutes each. Each each part is. Oddly, it seems really? to have mixed up the part numbers. You know, you're like they're not quite in order. <laughs> but so you have to look at those titles and see. Okay, if you want to watch, listen to part one first, then make sure to look at the titles. Uh, to get them, to try to get them in order, because uh, it kind of I'm home for
3: some reason yeah I didn't even force. know it was
1: out there, it existed <laughs> so uh i i had I heard Janet Lesson told me uh she's done shows with me for years with T J Mars e t radio and Aquarian radio, and then she and I had uh other radio shows cosmos radio, Stargate to the Cosmos. I had Cosmos connection on uh revolution radio and then i've got cosmos radios but anyway there's oh you wouldn't believe out there plus i've paid to be in internet and on the fm radio and oh i'm so connected out there that you i can't tell you where all this show goes so you can't really go by the numbers on youtube but now youtube did capture at least uh those that were being pulled in that stitcher i can pay and only have so many on there so apparently I'm paying to have some of them on there, apparently. And I haven't been making them for a while, so we're just returning with Bill on Saturdays. And then so you'll see about five or six months of Tommy Hogsblood. But we didn't know it was being posted there, so we haven't marketed or advertised or promoted all those shows uh other than with Tommy Hawk's blood only, because I've had the, my daughter sick with leukemia in and out. I've been in hospitals, living in hospitals, with her. So I'm just coming back. So uh, Bill, can you put that link in here? I see Facebook, Bill Tracer, Amazon. and another in a Facebook group, and your number, and we can go and change that number to the opened Walk. Uh, there's a way to do that when you uh, it'll ask you when you go to that group if you want to change that. That uh, code there, but right now, yeah, yeah, Throw that one in there, and then uh, I'll try to locate it. Yeah, you got. I I don't see Sazzle. Let me go on down. But Bill and I I I will get used again to using these tools. There it is. It it finally showed up. Sazzle on my end. And uh, this is the kind of stuff that a lot of people in uh, social networking like to do, folks. And I was always missing this. I haven't been big on uh, texting people or uh, joining Facebook groups or chats. So people would join me for me or put me in their groups for me. So I'm in all kind of stuff out there. And then I had a lot of emails over the years, so I've got all those. And so you'll see me with different faces through the years, but I've gotten really, really old now. Bill still looks relatively well and young, and we'll be posting later uh, more in the future, weekly. Okay, so Bill, uh, let's build TJ Marcy C T radio. And uh, you've got the open walk. And then let's get back to uh, you. Let's work on Bill M. Tracer, give people an idea, because I'm going to have people coming on in these live radio shows that get dispersed a whole lot of places and uh and then we're going to get it where we you can see us folks on YouTube <laughs> okay so for okay. now bill uh give them an idea of, of America because we grew up in the United States and uh America and uh you were one of two boys i believe in Memphis Sure. Right. where did you grow up was it in Memphis or Arkansas
2: I actually grew up in Arkansas uh, but i've lived in Memphis now uh Actually, I guess more years than I did there. <laughs> but, uh, but in any event, I uh, I, uh, I grew up in this little town. It's called Monet, Arkansas. It's, it's not very far from Jonesboro, Arkansas. A, a, a lot of people have heard of Jonesboro because it's, it's a larger town, but it's still a town. <laughs> but, not as much uh, as Mena,
1: Arkansas, right? Mena, wasn't that where the Clintons, uh, Mena, Arkansas? Did you ever that's learn where it's much further build? west.
2: Uh, where I grew up is in it? The So
1: east.
2: you know where that is. Yeah. Mina, Me- like I say, it's over, uh, well, I think that's near the Ozarks. It's, it's in the western part of the state, which is where the, uh, northwestern is where the Ozarks are. And then you go on up into Missouri, and, and there's even more of the Ozarks. But I think uh, Mina is a, maybe a little further south of the Ozarks. But it's in that general area.
1: I went through MENA a lot, going to Texas, I think. MENA, are, I had two or three runs through MENA when I was working mm-hmm. right after the government. So that was, uh, I'd leave Memphis, go you know go for the pyramid, go across the bridge, and go on down south through Little Rock. Does mm-hmm. that make sense?
2: Yeah.
0: Little Rock's Maybe right about lower than,
1: lower than Lamarck,
2: that. So. But yeah, um, now,
1: where did you live from Little Rock in Jonesboro? You, like I
2: said, where I lived there in Monette was... Uh, it's in the northeastern part of the state, just right directly under the Boot Hill of Missouri, and um, that's uh, that's the area where I, where I live. In fact, I, I, Monette was very close. You know, you you could drive there pretty quickly and and, and find yourself in Missouri, in the Boot Hill.
1: Um, well, how far think is, about, is that from Memphis?
2: That's about seventy-five miles to, to, oh, from Monet. That's to not Memphis. bad.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. What made you move to Memphis, your father's business?
2: Uh, no, actually, uh, the first job I got out of college was at a little place called Mid-Continent Systems Incorporated there in West Memphis, Arkansas, just, from, just on the Arkansas side of the river from Memphis. West Memphis is, is, you know, in Arkansas, while Memphis, of course, is in Tennessee. But um, I, I lived there for about two and a half years in West Memphis, and then I moved to Memphis, and I've been here ever since. And then and you were educated.
1: Mm -hmm. Share where you were educated, because I'm big on trying to keep education in the schools and teachers and employed. And this internet's really kicking our butt, but people (laughs) need social interface and music in schools. And I I see a lot of the radio show people on my uh, YouTube's at night when I'm watching them, and radio shows putting down that you know our educational system's going. I guess the hell in the handbasket, but anyway, I uh, I like to share what I did, and, and I'm thankful to my teachers. So, share where oh, you yeah. went to school. There may be somebody tune in sometime and go, hey, I want to go listen to Bill. You know, yeah, Arkansas State, State University,
2: days. which is there in Jonesboro, Arkansas, which is you know, like I say Monad is pretty close. It's about 20 miles a little over, not much, 21, 22 miles, something like that, to, to Jonesboro. And uh, so I went to college there at Arkansas State, and I got my first degree in art education. Uh, I actually have two bachelor's degrees, and I 12 hours toward a master's that I never did finish, but, you know, maybe someday, who knows, <laughs> I might go back and finish it. But uh, I got my first degree, like I say, in art education, then I went back to school after a year off and um, got, got a second bachelor's degree in computer science. So now what I do with computer graphic art is kind of like a marriage of the two degrees, you know. I, I do a lot with uh, fractals and also with 3D uh, graphics. And uh, I, I really started when it comes when it came to uh, computer graphics, I really got deep into the 3 d graphics for several years and then when I dis- discovered fractals, it became a source of great fascination for me for those who don't know fractals are uh, basically using mathematical formulae kind of similar to algebraic formulae uh, and they are uh, used to to generate uh, graphic images and um it actually does what it's called uh, iterating, which it it, it just you, you you get a you start with a random number you can at least you start with a random number and you plug that into the formula, it calculates it out and then whatever the results you get you plug that back into the formula and you do it again and you do it again and again and again just iterating over and over and over again and each time it does that it's basically calculating a single pixel point on the screen. And it calculates each of those pixel points, one right after another, and then it does what we call render, renders the image. And sometimes it can create some very beautiful stuff. It's uh, a lot of spirals and repeating of a lot of forms and geometric shapes. And um, it's just uh, you kind of have to see it to really understand what I'm talking about. If you go to my Zazzle page, you can do that. And that's, of course, again, with an H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash www. Actually, if you just type in www.zazzle.com, that's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E, zazzle.com, and then slash my name, Bill M. Tracer, all together with no spaces, that will find my page. That's my store at Zazzle. And there's a lot of examples of my fractal art there at my Zazzle store. It's just... uh, you know one of those things i've I put a lot of stuff out there there's both prints as well as beautiful uh canvas wrapped prints when when they they print the actual art on canvas wrap it around a frame and a uh, wooden frame and then that just makes some beautiful art um uh, Also, they they apply the images to a lot of other stuff, and in fact I've been selling some calendars uh, recently because, you know, next year is coming up. Uh, I've got uh, 2019 calendars out there available, which has a work of art with each month as well as a work of art on the cover and a work of art on the back. So the calendars include 14 works of my fractal art, and I've I've got several different versions of that. Uh, They're all 2019 calendars, but I've got to go all the way back to my art, all the way back to 2012. So there's one of the 2019 calendars with all my with with my best of my art from 2012, best of my art from 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, all the way up to yeah you know, this year that is. So each each of those years of art are represented uh, in in these different calendars. So uh, that's a good way to, to 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 get a good sample of of my art by uh, by getting us some calendars. And everybody needs a calendar, you know. Hang on the wall. Got to know what the day
1: is. Well, that's true. And your artwork is beautiful. I was able to go with uh, Bill. He's been involved with the Mid-South Conference in Memphis at the Hilton for years and years. And he got me involved and approved for the paranormal panel, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I'm very proud of. And I met some uh Wonderful uh people through Bill Bill is a natural social networker, and uh I was very honored to be sitting with people uh what was that couple uh it's been a couple of years folks, and I've slept since then but uh huge was it tour books uh from New York do yes, you remember terrific. there was
2: the husband no, and wife team that are editors for tour books. They were very very quality people. I have to agree with you. I really enjoyed meeting them and, and getting to know a little about about what goes on with uh, that end of the publishing but they they were both editors and uh, in fact i'm I'm hopeful that at, uh, at some point when my friend David and I when we complete uh, a book we've been working on for a while um, that we can maybe get with Tor, because I really think that it would it would work well with 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 their publishing company. And it'd
1: now, be nice David, to be able was to... that the gentleman I met, David, in 2016? Is he the other yeah. author of science mm-hmm. fiction? or you doing remote yeah. viewing together? Uh, yes, what a wonderful person. How's he doing? Is he, is he able to go to your uh, – do you all still meet with authors at the uh, – Books a Million or wherever you were doing doing all yeah, those actually, meetings? Yeah, actually, Barnes
2: & Noble. We, we have a writer's meeting uh, once a month. This month we're taking the month off because it's so close to the holidays, the, the time we would have had the meeting. So so we're taking this month off, but we'll, we'll be back in January to uh, for our writer's meeting. We call it the, uh, the Fantastical Writers of the Mid-South. Uh, and, wow!
1: So you're still keeping that up, and that was so fun. I helped market, or at least promote, that a little bit during the Mid South Con in 2016, and uh, you you introduced me to people in the filmmaking business. And I don't remember one of the girls' name, but she was going to New Orleans and Memphis, and they were doing haunted houses, and uh-huh. they had done the Bell Witch. Do you remember that gentleman? I, I don't know. Did he write the book on Bell Witch, or do you? That was a really well, was interesting There was a fellow there who story. had
2: written a book about the Bell Witch, but uh, that, he wasn't involved with that group. The group who were doing those, that, you know, like documentaries, Alan Gilbreth is the, uh, I think he's the he's the lead on that on that group. I don't recall the lady's name. Uh, you're right, she was quite sharp, but, but I don't remember her. I haven't really gotten to know her. Uh, I knew Al, Alan for a long time. I knew him before. He, he's been coming to Mid-SouthCon for a, a great many years. But uh, anyway, well, you uh, went yeah. to all
1: of them, but the first five, right, with Mid South Con Conference I,
2: I was and a at the little Hilton. Later. Uh, I, yeah, I, they're at Hilton. Um, I've been going to all those, yeah, but uh, they've only been going to the Hilton, mm, I guess, for about the last three or four years. It, the, the con has moved around to a lot of different places over over the years, different hotels and convention centers. But uh, I think we're really happy now with with the Hilton. It, it's a great facility. They got good, good rooms and spaces for uh, for conventions. It's it's a, it's a very good facility for that. And by the way, I wanted to mention that, that there were a lot of people who were very impressed with you at that Mid South Con when you came. They, uh, oh I, they really?
0: Got, well, good.
2: I got to talk to <laughs> some been... of them afterwards, and there were there were several sort of folks who said you you had a very professional bearing and. Uh, you did a great job with the panels, and uh, you just seem to sort of naturally just fall out into that role of moderating those panels, and you you did a great job.
1: Oh, so, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, tell me all the bad things they tell said about me.
2: Well, <laughs> uh, the only bad things is that you didn't get to come back the next year. I <laughs> know, and I, night night. Oh, yeah, and I
1: apologize. Oh, and they were so sweet to include me. It was yes, in they show. had me.
2: You had that caretaking yeah, um, thing going on. And, and, uh, you I, have, I have, still
1: do. I yes. Caretaking, a big thing for me. My daughter has leukemia, and she doesn't make white cells, red cells, or plasma. And we're hoping after two and a half years she had gone into a real quick, we thought, remission, or at least down for a little bit after a bone marrow transplant, and then she... Uh, Immediately sunk even deeper after very deep, and they had just given up on her this year. As a matter of fact, uh, she got pneumonia, and they were they were her out uh, just a few weeks ago, and she uh, was about to see the light. And the doctor came in and told me it was a really big thing. They went called in all the family, and then lo and behold, she talked to God and said, "I'm not ready to go yet." So we a miracle happened again. She has miracles. Um, people you gotta you gotta really experience reality and know the truth and not just dream about it but i love dreams imagination we'll get into that with tesla and (coughs) excuse me i choked on einstein (laughs) i choked on einstein but anyway all this mid-south con is a great way to if you're a writer and we do have an authors book club and I've got a directory I'm going to try to get all my professional people into it, but Mid-South Con uh 36 programming schedule I was a part of and uh, it was uh Friday March 9th and um Saturday and Sunday but it was a wonderful time and one of the most uh professional uh times. Even though I didn't go get to go to the Rocky Horror Picture Show group at midnight, <laughs> gosh, there was anime and art and children's oh. and co- comics and costuming and events, <coughs> <advanced laughs> fandom, gaming, literary Media, Paranormal, Pro-Row, Science. And uh, you got me on the Pro-Row with books, and I I didn't really bring any to sell. I sort of figured out, oh, this is a very professional group. This was my first year. But thank God they told me about Stanton Friedman and how he had come. And uh, (laughs) Stan had been the first one to help get the paranormal track launched, or he was a guest speaker. You want to talk about that for uh, people that – they're professional writers, and we, Hobnob, and then the Amazon. The, you and I would be considered independent artists. We haven't sold enough books as independent authors, uh, but there is. Oh. We'll get into the writers' group and the uh, science fiction writers' group out in California and Hollywood, too. But just uh, the Mid south <clears throat> do you remember what year that was? Because I came in 2016, and how many years had they uh, discussed uh, paranormal? Do you remember the year Stanton came? You were there, weren't you?
2: Yes, I was there. Oh, that was a great one. Uh, But that was before we started even at the Hilton. It was actually at a convention center down in Olive Branch, Mississippi, that year, which just really isn't that far away (laughs) from Memphis. But um, yeah, that was a great con when when uh, when Stanton was there. I really enjoyed that a lot. In fact, I uh, I had at that time I was publishing articles online at at a, a it uh, was a, called Triond, they've since went out of business. But I had an article I had written about uh, what they call the Fermi Paradox, and um, and that was a, a thing that happened back in the early 50s, I believe it was, when uh, a bunch of scientists at uh, Los Alamos um, were, at, at the labs there in Los Alamos, they were discussing the issue of, you know, why is it, you know, if if the universe is, is filled with uh, with life, as, as I strongly suspect it is. Um, then why 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 don't we have any evidence of that direct? You know why why aren't they here? You know why aren't the aliens here right now? Because you know as big as the universe is, but as long as it's been around, billions of years, then uh, then they ought to be here by now. You know there should be some. And that was that was what uh, what in, uh, Enrique Fermi. He asked that question, and it's since been come to be known as the Fermi Paradox, the question of, you know, considering the size of the universe and considering how long it's been around, they ought to be here. Why aren't they? And, of course, there's a lot of people who've come up with various answers to that question, to that paradox, including the idea that, yeah, they are here, you know, they're just keeping it a secret, or or there could be other other answers to it. That's just one of the possible answers to the paradox. But I wrote an article about that, and wrote all about these all these different ideas to answer the paradox. And so, while while I was there at the convention with Stanton, I handed him a copy of it and said, "I'd like to know what you think about this." And he not only read it, but he told me something that I, I didn't know, and I was like so thrilled to learn it. And that was that, you know, Stanton Freeman is a his uh, original degree is in nuclear physics, and that's what uh, Enrique Fermi was also about. In fact, in Chicago, that's what he taught. He was a professor, and he, he taught that. And, in fact, Stanton was one of his students. So Stanton what? actually knew. He actually knew Enrique Fermi personally. He was a professor for Enrique Fermi. He was a, was a professor for him. He learned nuclear physics from the man. So he knew him that well that, uh, that, he, that he was able to kind of give me some pointers about my article. And he said, you know... Because he knew him, he he had some insights, you know, into what he really thought that, that Enrique Fermi meant with that paradox. And so I, I intently listened to everything Stanton had to say about that, and I went back and I edited my article and updated it, you know, with those insights that Stanton gave me. And I was so appreciative to him. In fact, later I, I did get a chance to talk to him again, and I told him how much I appreciated his insights and how that really I felt helped to make my article better clearer, whatever you know kind of more 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 insightful because of the insights that he was able to give me, so uh yeah, I was very appreciative to uh to Stanton on that, and still I am he he's a fine man, and um you know it was kind of funny there was at that at the convention they have this thing they call the coffee clatch in the mornings uh on the last day on on the Sunday morning. Where you get a chance to to actually have breakfast with the uh, various guests, and I signed up, of course, to have breakfast with Stanton. So I was among the among the various uh, folks who were there with him, and uh, and there was just something about his demeanor, his body language. In, in certain ways, he just reminded me of my dad, and and that was so odd, because he doesn't he didn't physically look like him as far as you know his like facial features, but there was just that. That body language and that kind of way he moved as he uh as he would speak it just uh is uh, so much similar to to the way my dad did those things those same kind of things and uh so i really did uh really did enjoy that convention with him a great deal and of course, i, I, I of wish the, i had
1: the i wish I had the uh recording that I deleted once in the beginning. <laughs> Stanton kicked this off as did MUFON. We had a commercial from uh, it wasn't Jan Harzan, it was the Captain McDonald that was in charge. or uh, I don't know if it was McDonalds or Donald, now Captain, anyway, with MUFON Mutual UFO Network. and uh, The 2008 year was when I had joined and uh, they had given uh, <clears throat> I was working with him uh, investigation type of uh, information and Anyway, uh, Stanton and I were talking on the phone for years, back and forth, and uh, on books, and he had a a New York uh, rep back then, but uh, he was was very sweet talking to me, and so he came and started this radio show that you're listening to now, TJMRCT Radio. And I don't have that in the beginning anymore uh uh in the beginning i i was uh new to radio and how all this worked and uh mistakenly uh in the archives deleted some of our best shows oh, <laughs> oh, sorry folks yeah I and so but this is uh, in tribute. he is retired now, and I haven't called him in a while but um, I didn't get to go meeting because I wouldn't go into conferences. My husband was sick and I was a caregiver, and then my daughter and and I, I meant to go see him at where you used to live in Arkansas, the Dolores Cannon writing group, and all their authors. And mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know if he went to Little Rock, but he did. Where did he, he did retire though? So if you don't know who we're talking about, folks, Stanton T. Friedman is the father of, I guess you'd say, UFO conferences, <laughs> the, the UFO business with Don Berliner. And uh, he really helped the claim of fame, wouldn't you say, to bring forth oh, yeah. ufology into the mainstream and give the oh, thrust yeah. with the um, back in the yeah, day. It's a funny story. And,
2: I got a funny story about that. Oh, Okay, a please. Thing. Go ahead. A- at Go that ahead. particular convention, Stanton shared this story. And um, he, he said, you know, he kind of fell into the whole uh, ufology thing accidentally almost. You could say that. He said that uh, he had joined a book club, and there was, uh, and you had to get a certain number of books you could get free to, you know, to, to begin uh, uh, your, your membership. And he had picked out a bunch that he liked and really was interested in, and then he, he still c- could get one more, and he, he didn't know what to get, and he was just looking through the list of books, and he saw one about UFOs. And just on a lark, he decided he'd go ahead and add that one to his list. He got that book, and then as he read it, he said he was so fascinated by it, he had to look into it himself, and that's what really got him started into ufology was just because of that book club, and he he had to pick a book, uh, another book, and that, and that was what it was. So uh, I just uh, what I, year I was, was that?
1: he remember the year? He told me, and he told me that yeah, he told me the name of the book, and I actually was given a copy. One of the originals in the cover had come off after I got it. And now I don't even know where it's, it is. But it was very – tell you what it was about, folks. He got hold of the book, and we'll have to have him back. We'll just have to say, Stan, I need you to come back, and let's get you one more time, please. I hope he still does it, but he's supposed to be retired. But uh, it was about uh, the gentleman uh, before Project Blue Book. Gosh, do you know uh, – let me see if it's in UFO history. I'll pull it up. UFO The book is somewhere. Uh, remember, folks, I moved from Kentucky, those of you that know me, and I left my complete library just like when I left Hawaii. Oh. You know, I sold it to all the bookstores. Uh, oh,
0: that was hard. UFO know. history. <laughs>
1: but to, but you know people like you and me we know that Stanton Friedman deserves credit for getting this ufology started yeah. with Roswell and uh Jesse mm-hmm. Marcel now before yeah. that of course there was Arnold and uh Fate yeah. magazine I, I never want to forget Fate but I want to put our history back together to 47. But the book and the history, it goes back to Project Blue Book. But uh, Kenneth Arnold, I guess you could say back in uh, when the government started with modern UFO history, the UFO sighting by pilot Kenneth Arnold. But uh, UFO dropped Project Blue Book. There is a book written by a gentleman that said, hey, I was doing this stuff. And that's the one that uh, he got hold of. And uh, I'm kind of – it's escaping my mind. Uh, anyway, uh, when we think of history, don't we think of Richard Dolan now? You know, in, we Dolan need to go back pretty and remember Dolan
2: major You're right. Um, I keep trying to think. Right now, I think uh, coming up next month, I believe, on the History Channel, they're going to be – they've got a documentary series about Project Blue Book. And, uh, really? <laughs> Yeah, it's coming up pretty soon. I've seen some previews for it, and it looks like it's going to be very good. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Why can't I remember? Like you, I can't remember the man's name. <laughs> the thing on
1: this is He's so uh, embarrassing. We're getting old, folks. We uh, used to have this off the uh, tip of our tongue in our history, uh, ufology and history. And, and this is what how, well, you looked me up because it was T.G. Marcy and we were discussing on a Saturday night. UFOs, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've got to find that Project Blue Book. But there's a gentleman that was in charge of uh, the Air Force in doing it before J. Allen Hynek. Uh, uh, Project Heineck Blue Book was, was inspired. I was about oh, you were trying to think of Dr. J. Allen Hynek, and I met him uh, in the air. <laughs> I met him. Just kept,
2: this is, oh wow, that's great! I'm glad you could Yeah,
1: before he died in '86. Uh, he found me, or I found him, but somebody, we'll say the universal order, put us on the same airplane or jet, and he walked by me, whether he was a plan or I was or the government put us together or the men in black, I've worked for all of those above. <laughs> and uh, he wanted to uh, talk to me, so he asked me to come to the back of the plane. But at the time, uh, J. Allen Hynek uh Walked by me, he was just an old man with glasses, you know, but it was before he died in '86. So I was in the military from '80 to '93, uh, in and out of uniform and in and out of, I was chiefly Navy contract, but we won't go into my story right now. But the main thing is these people that came before in the books. Uh, I guess we're going to have to get Stan on here. But you were telling the story, so you're saying that in his history, like we're getting yours down tonight, hopefully, that uh, he got started by accident as a book, and we have the author's book club. I'm going to have to get me in. We're going to have to get organized, Bill, (laughs) with your open walk and bring all these subjects in. But let's do keep the UFO biz and those stories and also Mid-South Con, because uh, from 13 on on Mid-South Con, uh, that's Mid-South, which I never could get the name. And I know it meant something to all of us down here in the South, but the middle of the South and the conference, mm-hmm. but it's 36 years. So we're all over the map, but it actually comes together with books, human stories, And the conferences for the authors and to help them come together and be colleagues and help each other historically and this literacy uh, in the Mid-South and Science Fiction Writers of America, uh, you know, all this came together at the Mid-South Science and Fiction Convention, and it it became a 501 uh, nonprofit corporation in the South, and Stanton Friedman was one of the first – uh, well, not one of the first, but he was the first to bring in the paranormal track, was he not? That's the way I understood yeah, it when South they explained Con, it that's to right.
2: me. Yeah. yeah, prior to that, we, we hadn't really dealt much with that at Mid-SouthCon. And then uh, he sort of opened the door for that at, at that convention. So the convention has pr- primarily been about science fiction, fantasy, horror. And and then he by having him as the science guest that year, and I think that was... It was either in 2014 or 2012. I'm not exactly sure what year it was.
1: I'd have Who is to look the it
2: historian?
1: Up? Is there a historian? Because remember, you and I, they've changed the website even since you and I got involved uh, with the Mid-South Con. Uh, that's yeah. in Mid-South Science Fiction Conventions. But uh, anyway, there's so much to archive, folks, and that's why I have asked Bill back. He has a good memory, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and he is a historian and an author, and he does have a philosophy. And I'm very excited to help uh, everyone get to know us and all our social networks and bringing in the UFO Secret Space and Chant Hannah, Administrator. I may get her to come on here soon. So, Bill will have to bring her on a Saturday night so you can get to know Chant. And uh, she's very active. And can actually teach administrators how to run social network uh, groups on Facebook, and she actually has some awards for starting talks like we're doing, and we'll bring her on. But I can't find that book. That uh, I'll have to go to Stan Friedman's. Now, uh, you, Stanton, Stanton T. Friedman, folks, is uh, we're giving tribute to him tonight here at the Opened Walk. I didn't know you were were going to help me do all this, but he is a physicist, lecturer, UFO researcher, and you got to hear him speak, and I never did other than in person on the phone, uh, intimate conversations about writing books. And so the UFO world uh, and books brought me to him, and then he was on this radio show. But uh, you got to meet him in person and, and talk to him. And we're talking about a book that he he read, and I'm going to find that book, folks. You need it if you have your, your any of you ufologists out there, or alienologists, or philosophers even that are into the uh, what would you say, mystics? Uh, you said handle it as metaphysics and spirituality, right? Not just the UFO yeah. challenge.
2: <laughs> yeah, well that's, that's We're my open a... book book is, is, is dealing with it like that. From that point of view it's kind of a spirituality and looking at it from a kind of a metaphysicist point of view, um, but you know there is a lot of spirituality involved even with um, with with the, the uh, you know, whole UFO phenomenon and and the people who feel like they're interacting with aliens. There seems to be a spiritual connection there as well. And um, and I remember when I first started coming to to that to, to learn that I was a little bit surprised. But uh the more you think about it and the more you look at it the the more you can see that there really is some kind of connection. There's a lot of people who feel like that uh in some ways extraterrestrials have guided us in our ideas of spirituality, and uh, you know there are those who believe that when you read about angels in the Bible that they're really talking about extraterrestrials who were doing these things who were you know, and it, it seems odd when you think about it. Um, in, like, for instance, in that story uh, where uh, where the angels came to Abraham and interacted with him and talked to him, um, it seemed like, you know, as soon as he saw them, it was like there were beings walking along, coming up to him, and he knew immediately that they weren't human. And he knew immediately, you know, to... to, to Address them in a reverent way, and um, and so it, it it when you really read that you, and you think about it, it, it sounds like they might be talking about some kind of other beings from other than and and think about this too. By a literal definition, an angel isn't from Earth, so an angel is extraterrestrial, as in not from Earth. Extra meaning not, extraterrestrial meaning of Earth. So in that literal sense, extraterrestrials and angels, that's describing the same thing. But um, in any event, it, 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 there are those who believe that. And I don't really touch on that in the open walk, uh, but we've, we've sort of touched on it tonight, haven't we? <laughs> but, uh,
1: well, yeah, but it, I, it brought I, us together on a Saturday uh, night on this location. And this channel, and whatever brings us together, because I've been having a lot of trouble, folks, getting to all the people that calling me. I can't. All of a sudden, I'm in this uh, business of bringing ufology and alienology and extraterrestrials and angels together. And okay, that's okay. Uh, but uh, this, because I have the communication open channel now, all my channels are being Overloaded, <laughs> so I could almost not get with we had we could tell a story or write a book just about tonight, trying to get back together, and we had Facebook open thanks to Facebook. We finally were able to talk, but my my phones were either down or filled or back up and I've got four numbers, and one came with in the mail to me today a new brand new uh phone cell phone, so I'll have another phone number I'll have five phone numbers now all on consumer cellular. <laughs> so it's a better price for people my age. <laughs> I don't do a lot of the gaming and the all the texting and all that. Uh, I can barely keep up with myself, much less all this. But I, I'm committed to the Ascension Center organization. And Bill M. Tracer found me here one night on our ET night, Saturday night. And uh, he's helping me go back in our reminiscing back to, uh, we're taking an opened walk (laughs) on Saturday nights, which was our alien ET UFO, but we branched out and I may do some more, but uh, tell us the opened walk, let's get back to your history and you and we will hopefully in the future gather more information and maybe with me and Bill we will write our version of UFO history with our books, as he said, he he links all his references and so Bill I've had all kind of in my old computer all kind of information but we can pull together a really decent book and cite these books that we can't think of and I don't see them here uh, mm-hmm. that's unfortunate that a lot of books get away from us and only the old guys are going to remember like Stanton Friedman, Dr. Bruce Maccabee is one of our ACO members uh, some of the greatest investigators, uh, Dr. Uh, Daryl Sims, uh, he, he's been an alienologist. Uh, he was our first. We're going to make him the godfather of alienology versus Stanton T. Friedman, the father of ufology.
2: <laughs>
1: the first ufologist and the first alienologist. But help us with the open walk. Go ahead and go into the uh, broader expanse. Of who you are And why this came to be Give us the opened walk You're going to be the father of the opened walk You're okay. literally the author well,
3: That's true Are I, you not?
2: Absolutely <laughs> okay. um, Yeah, you know it, it's, uh, it was many years that went into this book It's, you know, the specific research I guess you might say I did was almost three years uh, As I was working on it and, and leading up to its ultimate completion But, uh but prior to that, you know, you could say pretty much all of my life has been leading to this book in some ways. I, uh, as a kid, you know, I guess I was probably about 11 years old when I started having um, a very unusual thing happening to me. At, sometimes when I would lay down, uh, either at night or sometimes when I just lay down for a nap. Um, instead of going to sleep, I went into a kind of trance-like state, and, and then I'd find myself... Spontaneously, somewhere other than where my body was, and you know, I, I since have learned, of course, that that's what's known as astral projection or out-of-body experiences. And uh, I didn't know what to think of it. I didn't know what was going on. I had never read about this at, at the you know, when I first started having the experience. It was not something I was familiar with, and I was kind of afraid I was losing my mind. So I didn't tell anybody about it. I was like really quiet about this. You know, I was just experiencing it. And not understanding it, but one day, I guess when I was later in my teen years, a friend of mine was was talking with me about extrasensory perception and and I thought, you know, maybe I can trust him because you know he was the first person who had said anything that sounded even remotely similar to the kind of stuff I was experiencing. so uh, so I mentioned it to him. He said, "Ah, you, you need to read this book." And and he pointed it out to me. We were in a library at the time, so he pointed the book to me. The title of the book was simply ESP. So uh, I got that, I checked that book out, and I started reading it. And it had a chapter all about astral projection. I was, it, just, it was such an eye-opening experience for me because, wow, I was finally reading about other people having the same kind of experience that I was having that I had no idea that anybody else had ever had that experience because I, I, I thought I was very much alone until I read that book. So that book was really very helpful to me. But it, it opened me up, too, to, to a bigger universe, you know. I looked at what I was being taught in church. And then I looked at this stuff, this extrasensory perception stuff, and I thought, you know, they're not teaching us about that in church. And why aren't they? You know, if church is supposed to, if this religion that that I'm being grown, that I'm being raised in, if it's supposed to be able to tell me everything I'm supposed to know about the spiritual realms, then why is it not talking about that? Why is it not telling me about these experiences? So I realized then I needed to look further than just the one religion in which I was growing up. I needed to look all around the world at all the different religions. And that's when I started embarking on my own personal quest of comparative religion and comparative spirituality. And that went on for many, many years. It was not something I was formally educated in. I was seeking out that knowledge on my own. Seeking it through books, and ultimately by the time I got to become an adult, seeking it on the internet. It was, you know, of course, that was much later. <laughs> At first, it was a lot of books, you know, because uh, I wasn't, when I was born, I was, I was back in 1957, you know, I had a lot of years before the internet came to existence. But nowadays, people have it a lot easier because you can have access to so much information that we didn't have access to before. So um, you don't even have to travel you know, across the world to other countries to learn about the religions in those other countries. Now we can do it with a little keyboard action and, and look, look at what, what the Internet has to offer. Now I'm not saying that that's the only way we should search, and in fact, it's not. We, we, need, to, we need to search these, these things. I think everyone needs to do this. This is not, I'm not advocating, uh, or I guess I am advocating that everyone take the spiritual quest upon themselves. It, it it's it's kind of like what we really should be doing and what we need to do for our for our own spiritual sake and that's what i did with the open walk when i i started embarking on that quest many years ago and and ultimately i've come to see a, a great many some of them small insights some of them are pretty big insights but the it, it's here in the book and i really encourage people if you if you want to uh Kind of have a little assistance along the way on your own personal quest. Read the open walk; it'll help kind of open your eyes and go into that whatever kind of direction you need to go in. And I'm not saying leave your religion behind, whatever religion you've got. You know, I, I still attend Presbyterian church, uh, but by 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 embarking on the open walk, it's it helps you to kind of actually put a a clearer perspective on your own religion whatever that might be and if you don't have a religion it can help you just to kind of see spirituality in a more general sort of way um and that's that's kind of like that was the goal i had when i sat down to start to write this and um and it continues to be my goal to because you know we live in uh, uh, what they call the awakening age right now and i think a lot of people are involved with that waking up to uh, to see that there is indeed a bigger picture than what any one religion or any one church has to teach you it's there's a lot to learn from all around and that doesn't mean abandoning what you've been taught it just means expanding what you've been taught growing from there and that's kind of what i've done with the open walk you know um let me let me read to you some, a little little passage here from the back blurb on the book. I think it will kind of help people see where I'm going with this and and and, and where where this could take you. In the open walk, okay. we find that oh, I'm sorry,
1: what? I just said okay. Oh, okay. Sorry, All right. go ahead. Yeah.
2: All right. In the open walk, we find that science and religion need not be at odds with one another, and when working together in harmony, their collaboration can bring greater clarity to our understandings. This work is not the first attempt at such a blending, nor will it be the last. In this book, we will explore an open-minded path, helping us to gain a balanced way of viewing our own belief systems, and then comprehend those beliefs in the greater context of global wakefulness. Invariably, such, an analysis, such analysis takes us on a comparative religion aspect as does this work. More seekers find themselves on their own personal spiritual quest than ever before in human history. Increasingly, the traditional literalistic religions, religious paths challenge our current postmodern sensitivities, leaving us dissatisfied and asking ourselves, isn't there something more? The open walk can serve as a guidebook for the awakening age, not by imposing thoughts upon the reader, but rather by provoking thoughts in them. Mr. Tracer, that's me, takes us on a probing journey to uncover the pitfalls and snares separating us in a world with a growing panorama of religious diversity. When uh, Then we'll explore a process that can help us transform the current chaos of clashing belief systems into the sweet harmony of synchronistic accord the open walk can take us to a higher and harmonious common ground regardless of our beliefs i think that really sums up the book you know as about as best as i can sum it up and that's why i made that into the back blurb (laughs) so that that people could look at that and, and just get that idea about what to expect inside these covers of this book so um So that's what it's about. It's about finding that harmony and finding that there is indeed harmony and that we can, in fact, still retain whatever religion that our heart leads us to and also have harmony with all the other ones, with all the other spiritual paths. You know, I compare it to like a symphony. When you when when you have an orchestra that's come together with all playing all these different instruments, when they first sit down to start practicing before the conductor steps up, then you know they're all playing their parts, but they're not playing them together, and so it just sounds like a cacophony of noise, all kinds of chaos, of noise and stuff. Oh, what's what is this? And then the conductor gets up there and he taps his little wand on the on the pedestal. And he gets all these people together. And each of them still play their separate parts, but they do it in harmony with one another. They do it according to that conductor. And then it becomes a beautiful piece of music. It's not chaos anymore. You know what? The open walk can be that conductor. It can help us to find that harmony between all the different religions of the world, all the different spiritual ways of thinking, find that harmony, bring it together, and make the world into a beautiful piece of music. That's what it's about.
1: Wow, that's beautiful. (laughs) Are you a poet, too?
0: (laughs) In a way,
2: I've done some poetry. I I do these things I call my poetic streams of consciousness, where uh, I'll do one of my works of fractal art, and I'll sit and I'll gaze at that fractal for a while, and then it just sort of inspires me and then I start writing a poetic stream of consciousness that, that emerges from it. And I've got a few of them. I've fixed up prints where, you know, you got the art and you got the, the poem underneath it. And, uh, in fact, just recently I had a, what they call a pop-up sale with my art and I sold one of those to to, uh, to a lady, a good friend of mine. She uh, I had actually seen her in years, but we used to be real close. But she came to a pop-up sale and... And she really liked it. It was actually kind of like a, a love poem in this beautiful fractal that, that has a lot of reds. And it actually has these forms that kind of look like a heart in the middle. So that was why it inspired me to, that, to write that love poem. And, and she really liked it. So uh, she, she got that. So I, I I do both. I do I do pro, pr- prose and poetry as well. <laughs> and, and I do my art. So uh, I'm a I, multi-creative person, I guess you could say.
1: Well, that's good. And uh, you want to uh, share the uh, part you you said you put my name in the book. And well, where was that? <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. We'll we'll strip that. Ego <laughs> <in>. <laughs> See
1: where I'm going with this. <laughs>
3: yeah, you're yeah, too yeah. smart.
1: Sli- you're too smart for me. But you told me today, <laughs> and I, I said I'm gonna that. have to put that on the radio show. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I dedicated, okay. to, I dedicated to you, Teresa. This is what I said.
1: Little tongue in cheek. Uh, yeah, okay, folks. We've done some stuff together. We've slept together, not in the same bed, okay? <laughs> right, <yeah. It's laughs> we brought house. bread together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Same house. <laughs> and uh, we have gone and, and been on the same panel, <laughs> paranormal yeah. panel. We have a history. What can I say? <laughs> That's so, right. uh, with we've, that well, said, one of these radio
2: shows, not recently, but yes, we have. <laughs> anyway, good. the dedication in in the open walk says, to my good friend Teresa J. Thurman Morris, whose encouragement and gentle kindness has been a significant part of bringing me out of my own self-made shell of isolation. One of, my, one of my works of fractal art is also on that page. Along uh, along with it, it's called Particularized Dreamtime. You know, when I Ooh. made this work, you know, a friend of mine looked at that, or my friend David, he looked at this uh, work of art and he said, That looks like one of those dreamtime works of art that uh, the Australian uh, Aborigines make. So that's why ah. I said. Like, well, I uh, I go ahead and call it that, particularized dream time. Cause there's a lot of little particles like things in in this, so it, that's why I called it that part. And then the dream time because because uh, David said he thought it looked like one of their kind of works. So uh, so
1: yeah, All right, so well dedication. thank you for that. I really you do appreciate that. I...
2: along with a lot of other folks that I uh, acknowledged that you were beneficial in helping me uh, put together my thoughts for this.
1: I'm humbled, yeah. folks. You don't realize I really didn't gather, and we've been doing so much living separately. We were just got back together today, so you're celebrating uh, a, a coming up of uh, us getting back together. So you yeah, have that humbled my heart to have a human on the planet, uh, be put my name in writing. I didn't do it myself, okay? So. Uh, As independent authors and uh, fellow Amazonians and IMDb Pro people, uh, you know, and just coming to, I mean, we know a lot of people, okay, don't get us wrong, but it's so flattering to be, it's humbling. What does one say? We're doing a radio show, but this one's like none other. This is just mine and Bill's, and we haven't talked for a couple of years, I guess, Bill. How long has it been? It's been a
3: while.
2: Been longer. I should be. Well, I've been been here two years,
1: so we haven't talked for two years. Wow. We may have seen each other's picture on Facebook, but physically, folks, you can do it yourself. Go back and look at the last time Bill and I did a radio show together. That's probably the last time we talked. You know, so uh, it's very humbling. So, uh, how long has this the opened walk been out? Do you uh, know?
2: Year, last year was when I first... Uh, let me look at the copyright. I think the copyright is
3: 2017.
2: Uh, and I believe it was in the fall of um, last year. Yeah. Uh, well, we may, oh, have,
1: right. may have spoke uh, briefly on Facebook uh, about that, but we didn't really talk. So Ooh. I usually remember people's voices, to be honest. But it was so nice to meet Bill. I understand you've lost a lot of weight since I saw you. You had lost a lot of weight when I was there. So, what's your weight these days? Because you're like 6'3, are you not? Or 6'4?
2: 2. 6'2. Two. Actually, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've stepped on those scales. <laughs> I, uh, my weight's been fluctuating. I, I lost some more weight after we saw each other. And, and then I gained a little back. And now I've kind of stabilized. But, um, you know. I do need to lose a little more. It's it's you know so it's always one of those things you you kind of struggle with sometimes. But uh, well, I go so up I like and that.
1: down too. People that are tall can do that. You know, we have large we're large people and mm. large bones, and so when we lose weight, it's a real shocker. But I mean, you lost a, 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 a at least a hundred pounds, didn't you?
2: Mm, you well were like 70. You, yeah. Around seventy or so. More or less. Yeah, it wasn't quite a hundred. But uh but yeah, I I need to lose the rest of that. <laughs> if I could, you know, make about total a hundred then, then I I think I'd be in real good shape. Well but, don't you uh, love it but, when
1: you're tall and people say you're not fat? You're not yeah, fat, not. right? <laughs> you're not big. It's like, well, we're tall people's what they say. Uh-huh. But yeah, folks, we're the we're the larger walking around humanoid species. But we have loving hearts. Uh-huh. And we're very kind and uh you know we hope you get to know us and want to be our friends we have quite a few you'd be amazed that we just need to get back out there so the difference is we're coming back now and we'd like you to join us on the opened walk and the best way to do that is go ahead on your uh those of you that do social network uh in your facebook or pinterest or internet uh, I'm I'm on linkedin and uh you know, you can find Bill M Tracer and Teresa J Morris, and we will be here on the Saturdays unless uh, we can't be. But we'll do a Saturday, and yeah, you know, we may invite people to join us in the last hour. So let me see who this is. Eight oh four. Hi, you're live and on the air. Do you know us? <laughs>
4: I think I know you. Do you know my voice?
0: Oh my gosh! Are you kidding
3: me?
4: No, oh, I'm not I kidding got- you. That's, and it ties in synchronistically with what Bill was talking about. Yes, it's amazing. I hope that he will go on a Twitter page and make a note of what I'm looking to get out in a time-sensitive way, so people will see his book. But I'm looking to have December 12th proclaimed I Love America Day. And really?
1: Really? Well, yes, why don't you introduce I, yourself to everybody, folks? This is old home. I'll Homes do it in here, a way where people
4: can see this uh, post, and I'll also give you a huge website that has all kinds of documents that you weren't even aware of, Teresa, about me. So, uh, okay, if,
1: if, awesome. If put, well, Bill, uh, my name yeah, go is, ahead uh, and introduce Q- yourself.
4: Yes, Hugh H U G H. The last my name, my
1: brother's
4: Carlson. name, Carlson is. T like Tom, R-A-U-L-S-E-N like Nancy, and then just put Twitter after that. And that will bring you to a page on the Internet that will provide information related to I Love America Day. And actually, it's between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I chose the date December 12th to have people be reflective uh, between the big holidays on just who they are, and take personal responsibility and with respect come into the communities and bring forth solutions to stop fighting with each other and just understand nobody ever wins an argument but if you have the kind of solutions that can benefit people, the people you are arguing with might see a whole new uh, way of doing things. So uh, then I hope it will go global eventually but December 12th is also the 80th birthday of singer Connie Francis, who has a big heart oh, for
3: veterans.
4: Yeah, big heart for veterans yeah. and the mentally ill. And uh, she also uh, grew up in New Jersey, where another famous singer was born on December 12th, a couple of years younger than Connie, and they both performed together at one point. And that singer is Dionne Warwick. You can check that <sighs> on the video. Yes.
1: Oh, so wow. I, just, Do you remember Hugh?
4: I'm sorry. I
2: so yes, we you you have yeah. some show with us,
4: right? And then too, uh, I at one point, Connie Francis was engaged to my father's corporate attorney. Uh, there is a letter. When you click on the link on the Twitter page, that will bring you to this big website. And if you scroll down and read the letter to Honorable Whitman, there are hyperlinks in there that you can pull up uh, Connie Francis information and one of them is a beautiful rendition of her singing God Bless America with a little girl with her hand over her heart looking up at the American flag. I want that really to get out there for the people to see because it's time that America truly start uniting and be the beacon for the rest of the world with freedom liberty and justice for all uh, but it's being compromised but there's enough of us coming together, and I think that's what's happening here tonight, again, synchronistically. And one last thing. If you you Google three words, this will bring you to a page on a big website. Teresa will get a kick out of this page. Uh, Google Trolsen T-R-A-U-L-S-E-N, to put the word and, A-N-D, and then Trump, T-R-U-N-P. At the top of the page is actually a letter from President Trump to me, uh, acknowledging me as a veteran, and then you'll see some very interesting texts and documents on that page, including information about my mother, who was a supermodel, is a picture of a poster that's in the Library of Congress where she posed for wave recruitment posters during the uh, Second World War. And then you'll be able to look over all the other pages on that uh, big website, too. So I thank you for bringing me on, and I don't want to interrupt the flow that Bill's doing, but I just want to compliment him on the wonderful wisdom it sounds like that he's put together in that book. So uh, I hope uh, if he wants to give me a call, too, maybe there's ways I can help promote it with my globally recognized last name.
1: That's right. Hugh Charlson, folks, a very famous man. Uh, Thanks to Refrigeration, a lot of you may or may not know this, but he he has a lot of history. He is a historian. He's a wonderful veteran. So thank you for your service, Hugh, and uh, thanks for keeping the patriotic energy in our radio shows. Uh, You know, we were hoping to do a, a, a weekly, and we did our best to help promote various uh, veteran thoughts and we got into the Indian thing for a while and then we got into we had people come in and go in and and with Tommy Hawk's blood and all that but are you doing any radio shows uh, Hugh yourself
4: well I'm the same way I'm like the butterfly I'm all over the place and people always want to pigeonhole me, (laughs) me but that's not what I'm here for I'm here to really empower the masses I'm bringing in new strategies that will eventually transform global economics, education, politics, religion, and more empowering women and indigenous people in the process, and also rooting out corruption at the same time. The strategies that I have are not ego-based, and they're not centralized, so the elites can't stop them. What it will be doing is bringing transparency back to where it needs to go to have them change their ways and be dealt with legally. So. The Internet, I've always said, is mankind's avatar for the future. People just don't understand how to empower themselves and use these tools with wisdom and spirituality. And that's what I'm looking to stand in truth and light and show them, too, because uh, we all have unlimited creativity. That only kicks in when you get the right kind of heart-to-God connection, and it's not about religion. I was raised Catholic. I'm not a practicing Catholic, but I do have a deep faith and resonate with Jesus Christ, who I actually asked to be my business partner. And he gave two simple things on how people should live their life that they don't pay attention to, and that's always put God first, and secondly, love your neighbors, yourself. And that, again, has nothing to do with religion, but if you can bring that into your heart, into your family, into the community, and just uh, open your heart and invite uh, or interact Co-create with the creator, whoever you feel that may be from a standpoint of love, which all the religions say is at their core. But uh, I say uh, unless uh, everyone on the planet has clean water, food, and proper shelter, religions aren't yet functioning properly. And any religion that tells you to kill someone is not a religion at all. That's a total terrorist organization. So I'm looking to clean up all the abuse, too, especially the sexual abuse that continues to be covered up within the Catholic Church it's not exclusive to churches and religion but it uh, it needs to be addressed properly by the Catholic Church and put these pedophile priests in jail where they belong
1: Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Hugh. Uh, Folks, he is a veteran. Uh, He's an accountable veteran. Uh, He uh, keeps up with our VA accountability and whistleblower protection act of 2017 for all of us. He keeps it in the news with Trump. And, you know, it's been a lot of things good and bad, regardless of which side of the political, uh, I guess, uh, they call it the aisle. (laughs) <laughs> and executive, and judicial, and legislative branch, I guess, but you know, even talking, but Hugh Charlson, with the name his father made famous uh, with uh, the refrigeration business, but you'll see Charlson a lot of places, in refrigeration, and other places, but Hugh stays out there, he is a, what we call a mover and shaker in the uh, business, and in the newspaper radio industry prior to all this internet and uh, radio shows, but he's been on quite a few, uh, playing it. Uh, what was the gentleman, the older gentleman, that was so uh, involved with, not ABC television, uh, the older man that you were uh, with radio? I see his picture here, but his name's not there. Yeah, he so Dr. The Ed- sacro- Ed- Ed- yeah, yeah,
4: Dr. Ed- Edward Maloney. Dr. Edward Maloney,
1: is he still alive?
4: Yeah, he's going to have a birthday December 19th, uh, so he's...
1: Well, tell him we years. said hello. And, I uh, sure will. Yes, I see you're up there with all the VAs, the veterans, uh, Hughes, Muse, Whistleblower,
0: uh VA. Yeah, all uh, those pages, pages
1: are like books themselves. <laughs> Yes, they are. You're up there with a very uh, distinguished uh, man in uniform and uh, old libertarian. Well, I, I uh, would,
4: Because Bill is talking about synchronistically so beautifully, too. I want you to take a look, and uh, when you have the time, to listen to this archive blog talk show on the media review page. I had read okay. a couple of books, and one of the book jackets is titled uh, KGB, The Eyes of Russia, written by a high-level CIA operative, uh, Harry... Rizitsky. I don't know if your husband might have interacted with him back in those days, but anyway. Uh, if
1: he did, Tom would never mention it. <laughs> all right. you know, but well, he We did a few few live shows, and you, of course, were part of those. But, yes, we yeah, brought I, quite I, a few people and veteran stories out, so I'll look that up. But, uh, well, New I Charleston? spoke with Harry
4: Rozitsky after reading his book back in the early 80s and then lost track of him over the years in 2008. Something triggered me to see if he was still alive, and I read his obituary, and four synchronicities jumped right out at me. His name was Harry. My father's name was Harry. His wife's name was Barbara Helen. My mother-in-law's name was Helen. His daughter's name was Anne Elizabeth Hunt. My wife's name was Anne Elizabeth. My mother's maiden name was Hunt. Now, you take four synchronicities in one little obituary, that's pretty bizarre. But when you tie it into high-level CIA, it's off the charts. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you, Hugh. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, this continue open listening. And again, book.
4: congratulations on coming back. And uh, and Bill's book, I hope uh, it will do very well. It's very much needed. The way he's describing the contents of it. So good luck with that.
2: Thank you. Yes.
0: And um, is
1: this you? Uh, we'll have to uh, see who all. Has joined us, but thank you, Hugh, and uh, come back and see us one Saturday night, and we'll open up right. on the open walk on the last hour for people such as yourself. Keep up the good work for whistleblowers and our veterans. Uh, the 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 bill that Trump signed, and uh, keep us aware of all the stuff that we just don't have a lot of time to. Uh, cover but uh, we'll try to have you on for maybe a five minute brief on Yeah Beltran you have my number so just December give me a 12th. call
4: sometime. Are you still in Kentucky or did you relocate? Oh no
1: I've been living in Hawaii, uh, not Hawaii, I've been living in Florida uh, Oh okay well Tom your daughter there? Yeah. Alright great yeah, All right. yeah well actually she lives with me I had to get a place and
4: Okay. Uh,
1: anyway, that's a that's a whole thing. Yeah, but that's all right. thank you I'll for joining you us tonight. All right, <laughs> thank, thank you. you, Hugh, and God keep us God bless everyone love with and I Say VA. if you can't
4: do anything else, you can say a prayer. That will raise the consciousness, no matter what faith you're in. Just pray for mankind. God will put the ego in check where it needs to be.
1: Thank you, Hugh Charleston. Great message. Thank you for joining us tonight on. TJ Mars, C T Radio and American Communications Online. This has been Hugh Charlson. Okay, thank you. And Bill, back to you. Uh how about that? You did have an old timer that came back in and I'll have to get you back on here there. Can you can you hear me, Bill?
3: Yes,
2: yes, I hear you.
1: Yeah, oh, um, Okay. I,
2: yeah, that uh, that was great. I uh I have to say I definitely agree with you about uh, about the whole love thing that that uh I talk about that in, in the open walk. Uh, as you recall, uh, TJ, there was a article I wrote about uh, what I call Catharinosis, and oh yeah, it that was one of my book.
1: favorites. I yeah. did. We cross uh, certainly. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, it's it's not really an anthology, but it's a chapter, and yes. So you may want to. Uh, I don't know, folks, how much of you remember us, but apparently we have some old timers, our military veterans, and uh, Hugh Trawson is like, I guess you could say, the initial leader of our vets and uh, our whistleblower groups out there with the military. And he keeps, uh, he's very prolific at writing, as is Bill. So he may remember Catharinosis, but why don't you explain this? Because it sounds so Hindu. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I thought you should say that because both those words actually come of greek origin <laughs> but uh okay. but yeah, is uh you, you, it's actually a, um in our language uh, the, the word catharsis comes from it, but it, it, originally in Greek cathari means to purify and uh and then gnosis also comes from Greek, and that uh, is uh, spiritual knowledge but you're kidding kind of echo? What's
1: going on? No? I don't know. Oh, it's probably Hugh. Yeah, I thought he was off. I apologize. Is it not Hugh? Now can you hear me, Bill? There's an echo on my end. I don't understand. Well, can you hear me, Bill? Oh, I'm turning on, uh, Bill, can you hear me? I, c- I can see you're on. Oh, okay, I got it. What it was was uh, Hugh was on and you were off. <laughs> I don't know how you both got on and then he got off and you got on and vice versa. Can you hear me now, Bill?
2: I hear you. I heard you the whole time, but you didn't hear me. <laughs> Do you
1: still have me <laughs> muted or did you have you <laughs> Oh, no! Oh. Oh, goodness, folks. I'm sorry. I'm a little rusty, Hugh and, and Bill, and everybody out there listening to me. Please give me a little slack. I am a veteran, so I appreciate everybody for your service. But I'm having a 67th year old birthday, 1226, and uh, I'm a little rusty behind the scenes being the producer, director, and, and technician. And, uh, okay, back with you Bill M. Tracer, The Open Walk. And I told, I did warn Bill I was going to. Maybe flip on people from time to time, but so I did give you a fair warning, so better back to you, bill, now, the open walk and knows this, please,
2: right, and you do hear me now, right? I do you you do hear. hear me now,
1: thank you sprint and and all those people that I love that. Can you hear me now because we've all used it <laughs> in communication. <Okay>. Uh, <laughs>
3: Okay. I forgot who
1: owned the tag. I really can't tell you which company because the guy that does the commercials, he swapped companies. Were
0: that's you true. aware of that? Yeah. You know I who I'm that. talking
1: about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think they allow him to use his real name now or either his first name. But anyway, one of them used to be Sprint, I think. I don't know who the other one was. Do you? What company? No, I'm not sure. Yeah. that's Okay. All you people that you know follow us individually by name and Internet, and then you guess... Go ahead and glorify the advertising that we don't want to see out there and here. Please note that I can remember Sprint, but I can't remember the other guy. <laughs> Whoever, it wasn't ATT, so uh, it wasn't consumer cellular, but one of those. All right, T-Mobile maybe, I don't know. Okay, Bill, go for it. Cathari knows this. Okay, well, I guess Cathari
2: is, uh, it means to purify. And, in fact, uh, uh, there was a religion or, or a... Um, what would you call it? I guess, by, with today's terminology, we could say a denomination. That the, the before the uh, um, ref, before the uh, Protestant Reformation, the Cathars broke off from the Catholic Church, and uh, and they they didn't fare well though. The Catholics kind of
1: uh, did the Maroon. Now I've I forgotten didn't... some of my history. Tell me, yeah, they, were the they, Cathars they were, before the, the Cathars Masons or before the?
2: They were before the, the Reformation. I the 11th century, in fact, uh, in France and in Italy, and um, and and they they called themselves the Cathars because they considered what they believed a purified version of of, of the uh, Catholic uh, Christianity. So uh, so the Cathari means to purify. Gnosis means the knowledge of the infinite or knowledge of God, knowledge of of spiritual things, of spiritual realms. So, catharinosis is purified spiritual knowledge. Now, the idea is that, um, but you can never really get there. It's one of those kind of things like, uh, what would they call it? Uh, uh, the paradox. Um, what was that guy's name? Zeno. Zeno's paradox. It was the idea that uh, you can you can get closer and closer to your goal, but you can never really get there using that principle of, okay, I go halfway, and then I'm halfway there. Then I go half of that, and I'm another, well, basically three-fourths of the way there. Then I go half of that, and it just keep splitting your distance in half. But even when you do that, you can get really, really close, but you can never really get to that destination as long as you keep just splitting your journey in, in half. And, and that was Zeno's you know, paradox. Well, it's kind of similar with this whole idea of catharinosis in that you can get progressively closer and closer, but can you really get to pure, truly purified spiritual knowledge or, or perfectly purified? That, that's, that's questionable. But we can get closer, so we just keep getting closer, and that's, that's good, and that's what we need to do. So, um, so that's what the idea with, with this is. And as I, as I do my own uh, catharinosis analysis of spirituality, you get closer and closer, and and you can kind of look at it like a pyramid. I mean, you remember the what I call the pyramid of Catharinosis?
1: Yes, and the and the and you had a logo brand. Are um, uh, did you use that in your book?
2: Yes, yes, I, I, I have a whole chapter, actually two chapters, devoted to Catharinosis in this book, and um, and that that pyramid leads us up to the ultimate truth, and and that is where where Hugh and I are very much in harmony because love is at the top of that pyramid. It's at the at the top point, you know. That's what it's all about. For for all of us, you know, for to 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 strive to get there, to be able to truly love and love unconditionally. And and if we do that, then we're not going to be killing other people. We're not going to be murdering anyone, unlike what this person in the chat room has said was very, very wrong. Um about a lot of things. And, and and that kind of distressed me when I was reading some of that stuff just moments ago. But he speaks uh, German
1: what? <laughs> well, he speaks German. <laughs> the eye of Nobody. the universe speaks German.
2: He's 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 uh, he's saying some pretty bad stuff here. Uh and, and you know I while well, I may agree that that you know, our country's not perfect. But that doesn't alter us, keep us from being patriotic about our country and, and striving to make it better. Uh, you know, we're kind of having some problems right now. We've got a lot of conflict going on politically in, in our country. And uh, But I, I have faith that ultimately those things can be resolved. And it's going to take some time. It's going to take some work. Like you said, you know, it may require some litigation. It may require... Some harsh justice for a few people. But uh It's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. That's right. But
1: you know folks, we all have perceptions. And when you get people together, uh we tend to be harsh and quick to point the finger. And maybe some of us know what we're talking about. Maybe we don't, because a lot of what happens is hearsay. Is it mm-hmm. not, Bill? It's perceptions but it's based on the information just like you said about writing your book. Is the fact that people love first, folks. I mean, that brings us together. But regardless of people on the, whether they believe in all the books, the stories, depending on how they were uh, translated correctly, we're talking tonight with Bill M. Tracer, who is an author of several books including Will the Internet Achieve Sentience and also The Opened Walk, O-P-E-N-E-D. And uh, he's uh, a wonderful, kind person and been in uh, the Mid-South Conference as an author and artist for many, many years and has shown not only does he walk his talk, but he can now talk his walk right here with me on (laughs) TJ (laughs) T-Radio. That's
3: a good
2: one. <laughs> yeah, and you um, were talking um, about perceptions. You know, that reminded me. Uh, in in uh, in my book, I I do a lot with uh, little charts and and tables and things, you know, because so I really think those kind of things help people understand stuff. And um, I, I I came up with what I call the perception trio. You may recall we talked about this in some of our past radio shows. Uh, but you got perceptions. You got misperceptions you got deceptions and, and and that's that's really you know you, we have to be careful about the way we perceive the world because we have all three of those you know and not all of them are true perceptions that's that's which what we see and we understand and that's good but there are misperceptions and that's when uh, when we misunderstand something about which stuff about which we are mistaken and then there's the deceptions those are lies that we believe Self imposed sometimes, sometimes imposed upon us by others, but they are illusions and, and that we accept. And those are things that we need to be careful to try to filter out of our lives, try not to uh, buy into those deceptions. You know, and there's an awful lot of that going on right now in our politics, too, and a lot of misperceptions as well. So, so we got all three of those, and that's the challenge, you know, one of the challenges in our lives is to, to separate those, to try to filter them apart and, uh, and discover what is a misperception, what's a deception, and what are genuine perceptions. You know, we have the same kind of thing going on with information, misinformation, and disinformation, another one of my trios. And then there's the interpretation and the misinterpretation, and the other one, it sounds different, but delusions. <laughs> so, so, so the the flow is a little different there, but it's still the same idea, and and, and all these trios, they're, they're part of what's going on all the time, and it really is a challenge for us to try to keep in mind, you know, what is a true perception, what is real information, what is a genuine interpretation of something, and try to focus on those things and filter out those. Mis and dis versions of those things, because um, because those aren't going to get you anywhere. Those are just going to lead you astray. The misinformation, the misperceptions, the misinterpretations, those will lead you astray. Those disinformation, the deceptions and the delusions, all that's going to lead you astray. So focus on the real ones and not on the fake ones. Oh, hey, you word. I shouldn't have used that word. Sorry about that. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. You know, well, other people say misinformation, disinformation, and information—three parts of the same whole, But at the same time, yes, there is fake news out there, and we are considered alternative news. But I don't even like that anymore because they're taking—you know—the people that own the big, big. Newspapers, they are controlled because the people that own them are usually a corporate head CEO that has uh, a responsibility to their shareholders. And I was one of those at one time, so corporately I understand that, but I am no longer a corporate head, a profit or non-profit, and I've retired as of December 2017, and uh, I'm pretty sure that everybody will be happy that, uh, you know, we're individuals, and I'm just mm-hmm. trying to help people get the word out when they can, and uh, right now, I like to represent authors. I I tend That's to good. rub elbows uh with people an every day that go to Walmart and win Dixie, and we don't go to the big malls very much. I have to admit, I have several times with my grandchildren on Christmas and around that time to let them spend a minimal amount of money. You know, a hundred dollars doesn't go very far. Maybe a pair of jeans, but unless you yeah. go to the Gap or something. <laughs> but uh, truly, the, this is my gig. So you know, like me or not, like Bill or not, you know, even Hugh. But God bless Hugh for showing up and you know, yes, we talk about an open walk. So we're gonna have to be open minded ourselves and not judge. Who who are we to judge? You know, who are we to judge? Let's just be nice and love one another. So that is the top of this catharinosis. For these people that speak other languages and get bored easy but say they're American. When, they, don't, they say they never tell anyone they're American when they're overseas. <laughs> That's like when we were in the military and we couldn't wear our crosses, but the, yet our priests would give them to us anyway. I didn't have to go on the front lines in battle being a woman. Not that I didn't want to, folks, but back in the day, I went in when they were still training women and saying, you know, we know during World War II we had women in the business, so I could get on the, my big, what do they call that, the stump, politically speaking, but <laughs> I am woman, hear me roar. <laughs> but we're talking about catharinosis and on our step pyramid we have love as the I don't know that we'd say the cornerstone, but that pyramid has seven other levels, does uh, six altogether? How many levels of catharinosis did we put together? Your your model is one we need to look at. So a total of seven. you want to just mention yeah. those?
2: Yeah, I'm sorry that uh, I probably sound a little different right now. My other phone just ran out of power, and I had to switch to a different phone. But, um, yeah, so this one doesn't have a speaker feature, so I'm I'm having to just speak to you direct with it up against my ear and here and mouth. Oh, it sounds good, though. Oh, okay, that's fine. I have an
1: echo. Is the Uh, echo from my – I don't get it. It must be from yours. Do you have your – it must be my speaker. I'll turn it down. Okay,
2: uh, the, at the very bottom of the pyramid. Are still sitting in
1: front of your computer?
2: It's the sound on my computer is turned off, completely. So, All right, so well
1: then it's got to be mine. But I I don't have anything, so it's just let me turn well, me off. You
2: talk. Okay, okay. I can say at the bottom of the of the pyramid, the foundation of total inclusiveness. That's where you just kind of have to start searching. This is the job for the seeker you You spend a lot of time gathering information to include into your foundation of total inclusiveness then as after that, then you begin this what I call the the filtration process the the purifying process of the catharinosis process and and so you begin by releasing the myths and the legends in in all religions there are myths and legends and um its and in all. All uh, belief systems, really, there are myths and legends. It's fine, you know, kind of identify those things and, and allow yourself to say, okay, those are not necessarily reflective of reality, but are exaggerations. That's what a legend is. It's it's a it's a, it's a way of exaggerating, and a lot of people did that with storytelling. And you know, look look at the uh, Greek myths as a, as a classic example. You got your stories about Hercules with with these these superhuman powers. You know, it's it's a it's clear that these stories are legends. So every religion has them. And hear me again, every religion has them. And I don't mean that as an insult. It's just a factual reality that every them they're all there. It's just there in every religion. And then the next level is filters even a little more. Filter out the falsehoods. That's another thing, you know. I I think of, of our belief systems as being like a chocolate vanilla marble cake. You know, it's all mixed together. Both truth and falsehood are mixed together like that marble cake. And our challenge is to filter out or pick out the, the the false parts and retain those kernels of truth. So it's a challenge, and not everybody's going to succeed with it. Not everybody's going to filter it quite the same way, but, you know, as you go, that's the that's the beauty of catharinosis, is as long as you keep on doing it, then, you know, you can eventually get better at it. So uh, filter out the falsehoods. The next tier is to find the universal. And that's something that, that we also do find. You know, IQ pointed out that that goal of love seems to be one of those things that you find in a lot of religions, not necessarily all of them, but the vast majority of them. It's there. It's it's a part of what's what it's about is finding that way to love. And so that's that's one of those universal things. Find the universal. That's not the only universal thing, but there are other, you know, that, that's what the next tier is, to find that universal. The next one, you know, in some ways these things become, for some people they'll become harder as you go up the, the pyramid and some will become easier. The next one is to free the borders. You know, when you if you're in a spacecraft or you're in the International Space Station and you're orbiting the Earth and you look down on the Earth, do you see the borders between the countries? You know, except when a border maybe is defined by a river, you don't. You, you know, you look at a globe, you'll see those borders because we draw them on there. But you look at the world as it is naturally, you don't see those borders. And we need to be able to do that mentally and spiritually as well. Free the borders. Realize they're artificial, they aren't real. They're not natural. So free the borders. And then finally, the next tier, next to the top, is harmonize. Like I was talking about earlier with that symphony. Find that way to harmonize between the different belief systems. At the church where I go, it's a Presbyterian church, but you know, for Thanksgiving this year, we had a Thanksgiving dinner, and we had some people come from a Baptist church, and we had people coming from an Islamic uh, mosque here in, in Memphis. We we believe in that ability to harmonize, to find our commonalities, and harmonize, and 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 find that way to peacefully coexist with people who have diverse beliefs from us, and that's okay. So harmonize is the next level, and finally, that top is love. That's the ultimate top of the pyramid, the point, the the pinnacle point and And so, if we can do that, if we can start at that foundation of total inclusiveness and work our way up to love, then we can truly comprehend that process of catharinosis but one thing about catharinosis that, that I think is important to understand catharinosis is not the end of the or the ending result; it is not the end of the process; it is a process, so it's ongoing you don't just Reach that top point and say, "Oh, I've done it! I'm done." No, you're not. You <laughs> know, because there's always going to be times when you're when when you're going to find something out new, some learn something new about a thought about religion or a thought about spirituality, and and then you're going to have to go back and stick that in at the bottom and the foundation of total inclusiveness. Once you've learned that something new, and then work it back up through the process. So. It's an ongoing process throughout our entire lives. It never ends. And who knows, after whatever the afterlife might be, it might not even end there. You might still have to continue to learn more. So it's it's an ongoing process. So don't just think, I've achieved it. I'm there. You know, I don't think I have, even though I've written this book. I know that I've got more to learn. I've got more to work through this filtration process. And... I'm fine with that. And it's also why I'm working on a, on a companion book right now, a workbook to go along with this one. And I will I'm probably going to be doing sequels. So as I learn more and as I as I gain greater insights through this stuff, I'll start writing about those things too and I'll continue to write about those things. And and there'll be more insights for all of us, and hopefully. And I encourage everyone else to do the same because you know, it's not just a one man's game. It's not just a one woman's game. It's it's a game. It's 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 a task, really, for all of us throughout our lives to to purify our spiritual knowledge, to go through catharinosis as a continuous thing. And I think that's about the most I want to say about that. So TJ, you can come back on and, and we'll continue our discussion, unless you've got some questions.
1: All right. I'm sure Hugh Charlson uh, will support you on your authoring and your groups there in Memphis. And I have no idea why we have feedback. My uh, phone has decided to have an echo. But uh, maybe it's because it I got on sense. a different
2: phone. I don't know. I turned the other phone off and had to, had to you know plug it back in because it was running out of power. But that might be interesting.
1: Yeah. Well yeah, we've been uh, Hughes
2: off al- Oh. Hughes what?
1: Okay, well let's let's go ahead and tell Hugh and everybody out there listening. My goodness.
0: I don't I hear don't know
1: it. how it's feeding back.
3: <laughs>
1: huh. Well that's good because it's uh, annoying to me. But let's uh we're learning again, folks, how to run all of this. There's a lot to do. It does take a little bit of finances, so if you can donate, please do on PayPal. Uh, my Gmail is tjmorrisagency at com if you want to help us with the overhead. And We're going to be putting people on here live and YouTube too, and this will be going to to uh, YouTube, although I don't know how it works yet <laughs> because I'm not doing it. Spreaker. Spreaker's doing it for me. But go ahead, since you don't hear me, and I'm hearing me echo. Uh, but Bill, go ahead and tell people how to get in touch with you. But Amazon, your book, they can get in ebook or not, and and on Kindle, or because I noticed Create Space is going direct and to Kindle, and so everybody can get internet books to read on your tablets. But go ahead, tell them how to get your book.
2: The open walk is available uh, both as a paperback, it's a larger size paperback, um, six by nine, and it's also available as a Kindle e-book. And uh, with Kindle, if you're a member of the Kindle Unlimited, it won't cost you anything. If you're not a member of Kindle Unlimited, it's not very much, four dollars ninety-nine cents for the Kindle version. And the nice thing about the Kindle version is I made it fully interactive. So if you uh when you're looking at the at the chapter titles on the at the beginning and table of contents, and you don't want to go to a specific chapter, you just click on that chapter it'll take you right to it and uh, you're so and smart <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's fully interactive and also a nice thing about the Kindle book is that the interior illustrations are in color now with the main book is the out uh, the cover is color, of course, but the inside illustrations are black in the print book black and white that is. And um, But, the, you know, some of these fractals still look quite nice in, in this, uh, the gray tones. But, uh, but if you really want to see them at their full glory in color, then get you the Kindle book. And then it's fully interactive, and you can enjoy the, the color illustrations in, in it as well. So uh, that's the way that is. And like I say, the easiest way for me to tell you how to get to the book is you go to Amazon, and you go to the author, click on that author search and you just type in my name bill m tracer be sure to put that period after the m my middle initial bill m tracer and um and that'll show you every book i have published and i got some short stories also published there on on uh kindle again the short stories are just little little kindle things that you can get for 99 cents and uh and then all the books are there like i said the uh Open Walk is $4.99 because it's it's a little bit bigger book than than some of my other books, but uh, you can get uh, it's $2.99 for the Will the Internet Achieve Sentience uh, as a as a Kindle book and uh, 2 dollars okay, for. Okay,
1: Bill, I got to cut you off.
2: We got okay.
1: I got to cut you off. We're on the last two seconds, and I know that you're going to cut us off. So join okay. Bill next week, and we will continue telling you, but. Uh, We appreciate you coming, and uh, Bill, that's going to be the end of this episode, so uh, everybody, please come back, and Bill, you're going to come back next week, same time, same station, right?
2: Hopefully we will do that, and remember this, the quest continues.
1: This is true. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you, Bill. I, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I was trying to catch it and I didn't. So they may give us a few minutes over. Over, uh, they may not. So, however, this ends, folks, is just how it went. So please come back next week. And Bill, you've got my numbers. I'll uh, charge up my phones and clear out all my emails and stuff. But just email me, folks. Tj Mars Agency at Gmail.com. I have a public one. I have all these professional business ones, but it doesn't matter, does it? Because we're working together, and we're all public. Tj Mars et Radio, so you can get me also on Gmail. But uh, just Tj Mars Agency is easier for me. Bill M Tracer is it okay for them to reach you on Gmail if they want to? That's right. Put you yeah. on their email Bill list? M Tracer
2: at Gmail.com. It's just, just my name.
1: Okay. Again,
2: now, in that case, there's no period after the M. And this runs all together, Tracer at gmail.com.
1: Okay, I don't know how much time they're going to give us, but they said we were off, and I've noticed in the past they used to, but lately they haven't. So this may or may not be part of our YouTube. But, Bill, check it out for me and let me know how it goes. So I'm going to play the music, and I will see you next week. So I'll see you on Facebook, folks. And uh, we're going to have Ira Pastor. Of BioQuark coming on and Richard Cody, former uh, UFO uh, think tank, or uh, look at the men. What was it? Uh, well, here we go. I guess we're we're leaving. We'll tell you more next week.
0: Love and light. Look for me. Bye.